You're listening to Dropping the Ball, a sermon series by Pastor Bay Allen. Good morning. I kind of had an accent when I said that. Good morning to you. It's, uh, it's great to be with you today at Faith on 68. I am Pastor Bay. For those of you that I don't know, I know most of you, um, but it's good to be with you today in the house of the Lord. Today we are finishing off our series, um, which is called Dropping the Ball. And uh, I don't know, this, this series, in some ways, you know, I could look back on it and say, I kind of dropped the ball in that series. And in other ways, I think the ball kind of went up. And so uh, I don't know where this series has been for you, but I pray that there was maybe a little bit of both. Maybe there was a little bit of a ball that was rising and a little bit of a ball that was dropping so that you could see the next ball rise up into the sky within your life, within your ministry, within your relationship with God. Uh, But today we are finishing off our series um, and today's title is What Goes Up Must Come Down. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones if you use one of those. We are looking today all the way back in Mark. So would you turn with me at this time to Mark chapter 1, verse 21 to 28, where we hear these words. Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, And he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed him and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now, um, as I was thinking of this series coming to an end, you know, I, I thought, you know, there's so much work that goes into the ball, the New Year's ball that we see that goes up. There, there's someone, though, on the very last day, which is dawning the, or the, on the cusp of the very first day of the next year. You know, there's someone on that very last day who actually has to say, go. They actually have to say, now's the time where that ball starts to come down. Someone has the authority to say, go. So that everyone around the world with the atomic clock, however that works, it comes. Now, it could be that it used to be someone actually pushed a button. Now it's probably pre-programmed, so a computer does it exactly. But I want you to live with me on the fact that someone has the authority to write a program to make it go when it is time to go. Because today we are looking at authority. And my main point that I want you to just wrestle with today, and I want you to take away today, is what has authority in your life? Who has authority in your life? What has authority in your life? Because I started thinking about that ball and someone had the authority to make it come down. And then I just kind of, in my ADD, it got the better of me. And I started lingering on the word authority, author. I said, boy, I have some favorite authors. I've read some good books over the years. 
You know, my, my wife, she's in uh, Inspirations, and she reads a good book at least every month. Um, and some of you, if you're in Inspirations, I'm not going to ask you to put your hand up, but if you want to, here's your opportunity to say, come and join us. Put your hand up if you're in Inspirations. Um, but they get together every month, and they read a pretty good book. They have a list they discuss before they ever pick one, and someone finally probably has the authority to say, we're doing this one. I don't know who that authority is. But there's books that are read. Who is your favorite author? Shout it out all at the once. Make it sound crazy in here. Favorite author? You guys really don't read. Fanny Flat. A lot of Christians will be like, I'm surprised I didn't hear C.S. Lewis. Everyone's always about the C.S. Lewis. Um, good author. A friend of his is one of my favorite. Uh, Tolkien. Uh, I love Tolkien. Good. I mean, I've reread the book, so that's why I say one of my favorites. But it's hard to pin down a favorite author. But the one thing uh, that's really cool about authors is that they create a world, at least within the realm of fiction, they create a world, and we as the reader, we kind of just get immersed in that world. We get immersed in that world that the author creates. They rule it. We don't rule it. We just turn page to page and sometimes bite our nails, but they rule this world because they created it. They know where they want the story to go. They know how to bring the reader along in a way that they learn what they need to learn, when they need to learn it, so that when that moment comes, it can all come together. That is what an author does. And so I ask you, who is your favorite author? But that's just an undergirding of who has authority in your life? What has authority in your life? Authority is derived from a Latin word, uh, octor, which means originator. Again, I looked this up because I was like, author, what, what, do, what do I not know about the word author? But the word actually means originator, which makes sense. You know, when we think of Jesus, you know, Jesus was at the beginning, Jesus was with God and Jesus was God at the beginning. We see Jesus as an author of all that we see, author of our hearts author of salvation. There are many times that we use the word author as we reference our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I started thinking about who has authority in my life? What has authority in my life? Because our scripture today is really powerful. Our scripture today, we see Jesus has the authority to call a demon out of a person. Jesus has the authority To make a situation right when it is at its darkest. When it couldn't get any worse. In this scripture, look at the preface for it. This isn't just Jesus walking down the street. This is the Sabbath in the synagogue. That there is an unclean spirit. This isn't just out there. This could take place right here. And you know, the people that are at the synagogue, you know, they, they know. They know that this is an unclean spirit within this person. They're probably praying he'll go away, but they're probably, hopefully, some of them are praying, let them be clean. Because we are here to worship. We are here to worship, and this, this is kind of ruining things a little bit. We got some bad vibes up in here. They're praying, but what does Jesus do? Jesus has the authority, so Jesus says, come out. 
where they can pray, Jesus can make it happen. Who has authority in your life? What has authority in your life? I pray that it is Jesus, because Jesus alone has the power to rescue, to save, to, to lift us from the grave, as we just sang in that beautiful song. Who has authority in your life? Because when we think of authority, we often think of it as something, uh, many of us will think of it as restrictive. If you're taking notes, you can say, do I think of it as restrictive? Or maybe you're just like restrictive, yes. You know, I can't do that because dot, dot, dot. Okay, authority is restricting me in this way. Whatever that dot, dot, dot is, however big, however small, that restrictive thing is the authority, or at least an authority that you have given in that situation. Now, some would argue, no, this is where you need to grow up, Pastor Bay. That is not authority. That's responsibility. That is responsibility. That dot, dot, dot. Now, responsibility, according, because again, I was a word nerd thinking about authors. The New Oxford Dictionary says responsibility is the opportunity or ability to act independently and make decisions without authorization. So responsibility is not authority. They are different things. Who has authority in your life? Some of us think of a restrictive authority, something that is restricting us. That's not your author. That's not your author. Jesus isn't here to restrict you. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. 